Welcome back to Source Code, Decipher's weekly news wrap podcast with input from our sources. Topping the news this week was a critical improper authorization flaw in Atlassian's Confluence server and data center that was being exploited by threat actors in order to deploy ransomware. When Atlassian warned of the vulnerability on October 31st, there were not yet any reports of active exploitation. But that changed quickly once information about the flaw became public. And within a few days of the initial advisory and fix, researchers began noticing a variety of exploitation attempts against the flaw. Over the weekend, researchers with Rapid7 and Huntress began to observe attackers trying to exploit the bug on both Windows and Linux machines. Caitlin Condon, head of vulnerability research with Rapid7, talks more about these exploits. Rapid7 started seeing the latest Confluence server vulnerability exploited in the wild the weekend after the bug came out. Um, So it came out on on Halloween, um, and we started seeing in the wild attacks on on Sunday, November 5th. Confluence is, of course, you know, hugely popular in business settings. Um, It's commonly exposed to the internet or, you know, otherwise accessible. So naturally, it's going to be a prime attack target. Uh, It is a reasonable initial access vector um, in some of these attacks. Um, Over the past three years, you know, I'd say we've seen one to two major confluence vulnerabilities a year. All of these have been exploited both widely and quickly, including by ransomware groups. The threat activity uh, that our, our managed detection and response team saw targeting this latest phone was it was similar across different environments. Um, so that's usually a sign that you know a, a potential mass exploitation event could be kicking off. We also saw multiple incidents where the adversary attempted to deploy server ransomware on individual systems. Since we published that warning, our observations have also been echoed by, I think, both both Huntress and Red Canary. Um, and Atlassian themselves have also confirmed that ransomware is targeting this latest CVE. You know, so there's there's no reason to believe that the ransomware attacks are going to be limited to a single variant, unfortunately. So what we would advise organizations using on-prem confluence to do is of course patch on an emergency basis um, keep an eye out for indicators of compromise i know that it can be pretty inconvenient for business operations when confluence implementations are locked down um, but i think it's probably worth at least assessing whether the benefits of of putting confluence behind vpn on either a temporary or, or extended basis outweigh the inconvenience In other news this week, a newly discovered variant of the Gootloader malware includes capabilities that make it easier for threat actors to perform lateral movement and that makes it more difficult for enterprises to detect and block campaigns. Researchers with IBM X-Force this week said that they had recently observed the new Gootloader malware variant being used for lateral movement, marking a significant change in the malware's post-infection tactics. Previously, it was only used as an initial access vector for threat actors to then load second-stage tools in malware like Cobalt Strike or Iced ID. Golo Mior, the report author and malware reverse engineer at IBM X-Force, talks more about this new malware variant. So, Goodbot is a new malware variant we discovered 
which is part of the GUT family, including others like GUT Loader and GUT Kit. Now, GUT Loader is typically only used for the initial infection, but once a host has been compromised, that's where GUTBot comes in. So previously, the GUT Loader group, which we tracked as Hive127, they would use off-the-shelf tools such as Cobalt Strike after infection, but now they've switched to using their own custom bot. GUTBot is an innovative and lightweight PowerShell-based malware and is also quite evasive given that there are only few samples on VirusTotal and none of them are detected by any of the antivirus scanners. In the GUTLoader incidents we observed at Xforce, the GUTBot payload was embedded in a spreader script, which uses common lateral movement techniques to spread to the next host in the infected environment. Those would, for instance, copy the payload to the target host via SMB and then launch it using Windows Remote Management or even direct API calls to the Service Control Manager. Once the GoodBot payload is run, it connects to its C2 server and receives another spreader script containing the next GoodBot payload to push to the next host and so on and so on. Using this approach, GoodBot is able to quickly spread throughout corporate environments. Now, interestingly, as it traverses the network, it does some basic reconnaissance on the hosts, it searches for domain controllers, and it also dumps the ALSAS process and registry hives, which can contain domain credentials. These stolen credentials are then used by the spreader scripts to further spread payloads to hosts which may require authentication. Now, what makes this threat especially difficult to detect and block is also the fact that each GoodBot script will contain only a single and unique hard-coded C2 server. During a single attack, large amounts of these scripts are disseminated through your environment, and each calls out to a different C2 server hosted on a compromised WordPress site. If you look back, GoodLoader has been on the map for quite some time now, but their activity increased a lot lately. And now with the development of their own coast, custom post-exploitation tool, it poses a much larger risk to organizations, especially since we know that the GoodLoader group is an important initial access broker for ransomware groups. This means that once a domain has been successfully compromised, it will very likely result in a ransomware attack. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Source Code podcast. Enjoy your weekend. While you were hacking the planet.